This is the best moments of the Barbecue Central Show in 10 minutes or less. Ever wish you could re-listen to your favorite interview or segment? Do you enjoy hearing older shows for the first time in years? Then the best moments of the Barbecue Central Show in 10 minutes or less is just what you need. Thanks for listening and enjoy the show. Greetings, everyone. Welcome to this edition of the best moments of the Barbecue Central Show in 10 minutes or less. Today's show comes from January the 20th, 2010. It is a doubleheader with the New England Patriots of Barbecue, Mr. Johnny Trigg. Let's jump right into it. Here's Greg and Johnny's conversation from March the 20th, 2010. Johnny Trigg joins us here on the show. Johnny, how are you tonight, buddy? I'm doing great. Johnny, appreciate you uh, taking the time out tonight to come on and talk about a lot of barbecue stuff here. And uh, you are out of, uh, is it Alvarado, Texas? Alvarado, yeah. Alvarado, Texas. All right. So let's go ahead and uh, first things first, we'll look at what happened just this past weekend. You competed out there at the Lake Havasu City, Arizona competition. 71 teams show up. And you walk away with the Reserve Grand Championship. How did the cook go for you? Did you have any issues that you needed to contend with during the cook? Uh, no, I thought it was, everything was going over real good. And uh, I was happy with, with uh, all four categories that I turned in. Is it uh, typically when you're happy with all four that you do well, or is it is it usually the opposite? Well, it's kind of a mixed bag. Uh, a lot of times I think I do real good, and, and then I, I don't right there. And some, but uh, most of the time, uh, when I know when I have good stuff going, I do pretty good. It looked like, if you're going back through the, the results of each individual category, that chicken was kind of the, the Achilles heel, finishing well behind the other three meets. I think chicken took a 24th. And you know, a lot of the competitors that I talk to say that chicken is one of the things that they struggle with during the, the competition season to be consistently well at. Does the same hold true for you? And if so, why do you think that is? Well, I thought, well, first of all, I thought my chicken was outstanding. Uh, I don't know if uh, I got a bad table but or uh, whatever, but uh, uh, historically I've done real well in chicken right there. It's been one of my strongest suits right there, but here lately it's been kind of falling off, so I've got to do some fine-tuning on it, I suppose. When you find something falling off after you do, obviously you're not going to be doing wholesale changes weekend in and weekend out, but as you see, a category starting to fall off. What do you start to tweak with to get those scores back up? Well, I sit back and think about what all I did, and uh, if I miss something, and uh, and most time I'll sit there and write it out exactly what I did to it, and then sit there and look at it and see if if I missed something right there. But in this case, I didn't. Uh, so I just think I got a bad table uh, at that day. We had a lot of new judges out there. In fact. I would be willing to say 95% of them are trained uh, on Thursday night at the uh, judging uh, school. And this was a first-time competition? That never happens. Excuse me, go ahead. I'm sorry, Johnny. This was a first-time competition? It was a first-time competition, and uh, I didn't see any veteran judges out, uh, out there at all. And so usually you, you'll see even at a first-time competition, y'all recognize some of the judges because I could call over the country, have been the last 10 years. But I think, uh, and you look at when I got my scorecards and looked at the numbers right there, you could tell that uh, 
Yeah, there were a lot of there were new judges. Johnny Trigg of Smoke and Triggers joining us here on the Barbecue Central Show after hours. I'm sure Johnny, most teams would be happy to swap positions out with you, but you know, does the competitor in you leave the contest with a little disappointment or a little bitterness because you were just one step away from being overall grand champion, or does that really not even enter your mind? Oh no, I felt I was real happy to get the reserve champion. I'll take reserve every time I go to a cook-off. right? <laughs> but it was uh, they had uh, seventy some teams out there, and uh, a lot of the teams were were new teams they never cooked before, and uh, the uh, promoter attributed to uh, the pitmasters uh, show because it it is really. Uh, uh, brought out a lot of new cookers all over the country and get involved in barbecuing. No, I bet, and we're going to be uh, talking about that in uh, great detail here in just a few minutes. Uh, where are you going to be competing at next, Johnny? I'll be in Pensacola, Florida this weekend. It's another first-time contest. You like the first-timers, huh? <laughs> <laughs> well, it's early in the season right now, so you don't have a lot of choice uh and uh, I love to cook. I like to go in just about every weekend. I do 40, 45 uh, events a year. So uh, this is a, a brand new one up there. It's not going to be near as large as Lake Havasu. I think they've got something like 35 or so teams at, off at, at this number. But the, the ones that are pre-registered are, are, are real good cooks. There you go. And still, uh, still a good showing for a first-time competition out there. So uh, good luck there in Pensacola coming up. This coming weekend, so let's uh, go ahead and transition over into some KCBS stuff. Obviously, you do a lot of competing within that sanctioning body. You've been involved with the KCBS for a long time. You've seen a lot of things change over the years. In February, actually, the board of directors had a meeting, and there was some talk starting to come up about allowing propane cookers into competitions as well. Now, obviously, they've never been allowed in there in the past, but what are your thoughts on that subject matter? Well, it really doesn't bother me. Uh, I'm still going to be a wood cooker, and uh, but I, if, if they do allow propane, uh, I, I don't think they'll have any advantage. In fact, personally, I think it'd be a disadvantage. But I can't, I can't imagine that happening. No, I think they may have been talking about it, but I, I just can't imagine that's going to happen. Well, some of the counter arguments that I've been hearing, as far as allowing propane in would be the fact that you know you've been allowed to use these automatic pit temperature control devices a lot of these pellet cookers have the thermostatic control so i guess the the needed learned of fire management skills has kind of gone away and then kind of couple that with the fact that perhaps there would be some propane gas suppliers out there willing to sponsor up for more uh, prize money for the contests um but i guess i'm more interested with uh, the comment that you just made as far as propane being at a disadvantage why would that be well i don't i think you're you're going to put a uh, a different type of flavor in your meat uh propane is a petroleum-based product and uh i think it's going to affect affect their meat because i'm sure they'll add some wood to it uh, if they use a, a propane cooker like a, a rotisserie some of the commercial uh cookers out there but as far as getting back to the pellet cookers, uh, there is the the, the uh, electric ap- uh, aspect of that cooker. It just one it feeds the pellets down to the to be burned. Uh, all of the heat source comes from the pellets, which is a wood substance. 
do you think there's, I mean, with the allowance of the pellet cookers and some of these other pit temperature control devices, John, do you think there's been kind of a, a losing of the art of fire management and of traditional barbecue, or is this just the evolution of the sport and you're damned if you do, damned if you don't? Well, because uh, I'm, I'm from the old school and I, I've never cooked anything but with wood. And uh, a barbecue is uh, to my my to me is uh, is is wood flavored. And uh, one thing, the reason that people, so many people are going to the pellet cookers, they're inexpensive. They're not very expensive as a wood cooker, and uh, they're much easier uh, as long as they work. Uh, <clears throat> so uh, you, it's, to me, they're just like an oven. You set a temperature and set it there, and it'll sit there and maintain that temperature as long as nothing happens to the circuit board or the auger doesn't get jammed or whatever. Whereas in a wood cooker, you know, all you have to do is uh, we maintain our heat by the dampers of the stack and also in the firebox, and uh, we we can control our heat by the dampers. So, I mean, I just think a wood puts a much better flavor in than a, than a pellet cooker does. The bottom line is if they would allow propane cookers you don't have any issue with that no i really don't so within the kcbs and you've seen a lot of things change and, and go on go on there over the years is, is there one thing or, or two things that you would like to see changed within the kcbs that you feel would make it a, a better overall sanctioning body well uh there, there's there's no such thing as a perfect perfect uh uh judging procedure right there I, I, thorough, I thoroughly think that uh, KCBS is, is by far the best uh, cooking system, out, uh, judging system out there. And I've cooked with uh, just about every different ones that are available. To put in your request for a future show, please contact John Solberg via email at john, J-O-N, at the bbqcentralshow.com. Hey, before we kick off the second segment, I got a question for you. Are you following the Barbecue Central show on social media? It is easy to do and much appreciated. Whatever your favorite platform is, you can go to BBQ Central Show on Instagram or at BBQ Central Show on Facebook and Twitter. Again, very much appreciated. Give the big show a follow. That said, let's jump right into the second segment today. All right, so let's go ahead and transition over just into some general competition talk here for a little bit before we uh, get into some other items, uh, especially the show. I mean, you've cooked on a gear pit for a long time now. Uh, I don't think it's any secret that you and Jamie Gear are very good friends there over many years, and you've seen new pits come into the market. Uh, you've seen those pits start to win competitions uh, here and there. Has changing out pits ever crossed your mind, or is that a big hell no from you? Oh, I would never change to another cooker. I mean, <laughs> I've had I've cooked on a, a, one of Jamie's cookers since not, uh, 1993, and uh, I have two of them at this at this moment. And uh, I just think they're the best cookers out there. And and it's been proven a fact. So many people that have bought them have done have started doing real good with them. And uh, so it's <clears throat> it's by far the best cooker in my mind out there on the market today. We're talking with uh, Johnny Trigg from Smoke and Triggers Competition Class, also on uh, TLC's Barbecue Pitmaster show that aired here recently. 
Uh, Johnny, if a if a pit manufacturer came up to you, and I guess I'm playing devil's advocate here because I know you do love the gear pit, but if a pit manufacturer came up to you and wanted to offer you a sum of money in order to use their pit for a competition year, kind of sponsor you that way, is that something you'd even bother looking at, or is it still a no for you? I, I think I, I would I would be li- willing to listen. I've had other pit makers uh, approach me uh to use their cookers and at free of charge. They never offered me any great sums of money to do it. But uh I would I just I just can't vision myself cooking on anything but a, a jambo pit. So there's a number of listeners that I have in my audience that are probably more on the periphery of competition barbecue, probably don't know a lot of the ins and the outs here, uh, but you know they, they hear the word professional or professional circuit, and I would imagine that some of them assume that there is a uh, some substantial money out there to be made during these competitions over the course of the season. And I talked with your uh, barbecue class colleague, Rod Gray, a few weeks after he had won the team of the year out there in Arizona at the end of 2009. Uh, we kind of discussed some of the finances uh, that he had come into there over the course of that year, winning team of the year and all that good stuff. Uh, you've done this for a long time. You know that there's a lot of expense involved in doing this, especially for the amount of competitions that you're doing there, Johnny. Year to year, are you losing money? You're breaking even? You, you're making a lot of money? Or is it kind of a combination of everything? Well, I, I've, uh, I, I've fared out... Uh, Pretty good break even though you might say you can't make a living cooking competition barbecue. I mean, the way I travel, uh, most of the time I'm in a in a forty foot motorhome, and uh, that's very very expensive. And uh, here in the last year or so, I've been going a lot in my truck. And but here uh, again, I stay in motels, and so it's about a, about a wash there. But uh, there's there's a lot of expense involved. The entry fees are continue to increase, and uh, uh, <clears throat> more so probably than the percentage of the uh, uh, prize money. Now, a lot of the new cooks, cook calls are coming about. They're beginning to offer more and more money into it. But uh, the entry fees is also going up. So, and expenses, you know, fuel's going up and meat's going up and everything. But I love it, and uh, I, I, I've, I've done all right through the year, so I have nothing to complain. But it's nothing that, you, like you said, just nothing you're going to be, you know, quitting a day job due to pick up full time and, and pay the bills. <laughs> no, well, I'm retired anyway, so I've got three sponsors, as it is, and that's Social Security, Retirement Fund, my IRA. So that's, <laughs> that's what I have. So, but uh, I've, uh, people keep asking me. I'm 71 years old, and and uh, people keep asking me when I'm going to hang it up. And my question, uh, my response to it is. Is when I can't do it anymore, right there. So right now, Mom and I are great health, and we love it, and uh, we can't wait to this weekend and get to Pensacola. You know, I guess what I find interesting is the fact that you know there, there's some other specialty events out there. For instance, I've interviewed uh, the guy Joey Chestnut. He's the number one ranked competitive eater out there for Major League Eating. Uh, and he did, for instance, 15 events last year. Uh, he won the majority of them. He pocketed well into the six figures uh, for prize money for those events. And the bigger event promoters and competitions would actually kind of take care of his expenses for him to show up and compete at these events. Do you ever see something like that happening in the competition barbecue world as far as that type of sum of money to be able to win over the course of uh, 15 or 20 events or for competitions paying for Johnny Trigg to show up and kind of comping you for all of your fees and your travel expenses? Is that happening at all? 
Well, it, uh, sponsorship is becoming a uh, 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 known fact this day. There's, the cookers have got sponsors. And uh, I can visual uh, the way the competition has gone since I started doing competition in 1990 has, has, uh, has increased. And uh, I just wish I was 20 or 30 years younger because I can vision that this thing could turn into a, uh, a PGA or NASCAR or something like that, and you're going to see more and more sponsors get involved with cookers because the money is getting uh, greater and greater every year, and new cook-off is coming about. Even in the, depre- uh, not the Depression, when we had this recession in the last two or three years, I figured the money would drop and also the... Uh, cook-off would drive. We lost a few cook-offs, but the money has increased, and more and more new cook-offs have come in to replace the ones that uh, have dropped. So it, it's it's a uh, it's go- it's a I call it a sport, and uh, I think you, you're going to see more and more uh, competitions, new ones, and the money's going to get more and more. Well, if golf and bowling is a sport, then competition barbecue for sure as hell is a sport. Um, you know, one of the uh, one of the questions I wanted to ask you about is um, if 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 you think it's going to take it to that next level, like a PGA or, or something to that respect. Do, do you think that there is going to be a delineation within you know the, the KCBS or some of the other bigger sanctioning bodies where perhaps only a smaller percentage of the elite teams are going to get invited into something like that and be able to participate for that kind of cash payout and stuff like that? Well, it's been talked for the last uh, few years about starting a uh, tour with, uh, say, 15 or 20 cooks and uh, touring around the country and uh, with uh, a great, uh, a big prize money right there. But it hasn't materialized uh, yet. But as long as they talk, I mean, somebody's thinking about it. And so who knows what's going to happen. I just hope I'm physically able to be able to do it. And there it is from March the 20th, 2010, the godfather of barbecue and Mr. Greg Rempe in a doubleheader. If you want to hear the rest of this show, head on over to the bbqcentralshow.com. It's going to be right there on the homepage for you. While you're there, you know what I ask? Subscribe to the Barbecue Central Show via podcast if you have not done so already. Never miss an episode of this show or that show again. Until next time on the best moments of the Barbecue Central Show in 10 minutes or less. I am your host, John Solberg. I look forward to talking to you again soon.